welcome service this morning here at Coosa Valley. Uh, thank you so much for joining us back here at uh, here on this Sunday afternoon as we continue our study in uh, the book of Revelation. And again, thank you for joining with us uh, to be a part of this study. I hope that you have uh, gleaned and uh, gathered some things from this study. Uh, this has been a very, uh, to me, uh, a very uh, exciting and eventful uh, time uh, looking at Revelation uh, and then digging into the fact that these are some of the things that's happening right now in the world we're living in. And so this has been a, to me, has been a great and wonderful time digging into the Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask God to touch and minister. I know we had an awesome service this morning. Many in the altars, lives touched, lives I believe has been changed, uh, moving in the right direction. God, I believe, is doing a great and wonderful thing around our church with our church family. We need to hold one another up. We are a, the body of believers and we need to hold each other up. So let's go to God in prayer and ask God to touch and minister in our Bible study this afternoon. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to you again today, I want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for a great and wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come and worship you. Father, I pray that you'll pour your anointing spirit out upon your people tonight. I pray, Father God, that you'll open up your word. Let it enlighten us. Let it guide our hearts and our lives this very day, this very hour. And Father, I thank you. I praise you for the blessings that you've given us, what you've done, and what you're going to continue to do in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's be honest. During that prayer, most of you had your eyes open and you seen me walk off the stage and get a Kleenex. <laughs> well, you didn't see me get a Kleenex. You see me walking off the stage. Uh, but let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's go, to the, uh, go into the Word tonight. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we're in Revelation chapter 17, Revelation chapter 17. As we look into this, we've read last Sunday, we read verse 1. We're going to read that again. And let's take a look at that. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 17. Or 17 verse 1, Revelation chapter 17 and verse 1. Then the seven, seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters. Church, what you need to understand is this verse, and actually all of chapter 17 is talking about uh, how that false prophets, false religions have engulfed the world we live in and how that things are happening, things are taking place in the time that we're living in and how that we as children of God need to understand and realize that those false teachers and that, those false prophets are not trying to help us. It's a trying to, uh, it's trying to actually in the long run, it's going to be a discouragement in the long run. Because why? Because we're going to realize that the things that they've talked to us about, the things they've told us, has not been an accurate depiction, dis display of what the Word of God is telling us. Uh, I've used this as an example before. It was a, a, a gentleman that had mega churches uh, or mega millions, and this, the, he had several branches from this one church, and it was in Florida. And he actually um, 
would do his services. The main headquarters was in Florida, but he actually was in, uh, in Cuba and doing these services. Why? Because he was in evading uh, the IRS uh, of all things. Uh, and what they realized was is that he was getting people to send their tithes and their offerings in while it was being deposited into his accounts in Cuba where the, the United States could not get, long thing, short, long story sort of it is, he was also telling folks that as the Word of God talks about tithing and how that tithing in the Word of God is 10%, uh, but he said due to inflation, it's actually 30% today, or it's actually 40% today, or it's actually, you know, and he would go up on that number, and so all it was was for the benefit of himself. The, the point that I'm making is many of these false prophets, false leaders, false doctrines, many of these things are taught. Many of these, th many of these people, they're only out for uh, getting what is for themselves. And that's what we must realize. And we're going to see a lot of this when we go through chapter 17. The false religion, the false prophets, and things here is, uh, is a, uh, a, a correlation to religious Babylon. And, this is a, and it's also showing that religious Babylon and the false religions is, con is a confirmation that that is looking at is the great prostitute found in verse 1. This stands for idolatry, worshiping something other than God himself. It's a false religion of a worship of an idol. Person commits spiritual uh, prostitution when he imagines what God is like and he follows his own thoughts about God rather than what the scripture tells him. When he follows an earthly religion, it's ritual ceremonies and teachings instead of following Jesus Christ as revealed in scripture. Many times these false religions, what they will do is they have a a similarity to the Word of God. They have just enough of a similarity there to actually have people to think that it is really talking about Jesus Christ. So we need to understand that a false religion is when they are teaching things about Christ that is not revealed in Scripture. Another part of this is, is whenever this is molded in an image and we worship that image. I know that many today, they want crosses and they want angels and they want uh, a crucifix and they want all of these things around. Uh, but if you are using it as a symbolic representation of Christ and the cross of, of, of how that Christ died on the cross, that's a great thing. But we're not worshiping here at Coosa Valley. We don't worship these two pieces of wood hanging on the back wall. We worship God. This on the back wall is just a symbolic representation of Christ dying on the cross for our sins. Spiritual uh, prostitution is following a false religion, worship, and the worship of false God. The pictures of this, of this religious Babylon, is followed through with the end time how that in the end times there will be false religions worshiping of an idol other than worshiping God himself. This is confirmation that in the end times this is a lot of what's going to be taking place. 
we can, t- we can take a step back and we see that today. Uh, many people, they don't have an idol per se like a bull sitting up in their, in their living room and a big bull with horns on it and he's made of clay and at least I don't think some of you do. But, you know, okay, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, I'm sitting there in the living room and, and I'm texting several connected with the church and we're talking about the football games and the last few weeks we've, we've texted during the times of the football games and we've texted back and forth and I'm going to tell you something, some of those, some of those text messages, uh, nobody gets real ugly or anything like that, but you know, we're all, the ones that I text with, we're all, uh, let's just say we're Alabama fans. And, and, but the point is, the point is, is there's nothing wrong with watching football. There's nothing wrong with uh, watching the games. Or there's nothing wrong with cheering for your team. But the moment you put that ahead of God, now you get into trouble. That is when the process comes into place. You can put other things before uh, yourself and God. Uh, you can put money. You can put uh, your, your favorite basketball team, your favorite player on a, on a football or basketball team. Uh, some people make it even put gardening uh, ahead of God. Boy, that sure does sound awful, put gardening ahead of God. That don't even sound right. Anything you're putting ahead of... So if you're putting that okra plant ahead of God, that's where it becomes a sin. That's the things where it becomes a sin. Anything that keeps you from God. I mean, look, you could even say that Dr. Pepper, if you really are addicted to that, you could say that Dr. Pepper or the Debbie Cakes, I'm going to use me as a Debbie Cake. I love Debbie Cakes, but if I allowed, I don't know how I would, but if I allowed that Debbie Cake to, to, to come into place between me and God, I had to have that Debbie Cake no matter what. Now that has taken the place of something that I want more than I want God. I believe that every time that God, I believe that, you know, I I think that over the last several years, probably 10 years or longer, I think that when every time that God uh, is calling me on a fast, personally calling me on a fast, I think that God has always called me on a fast, and that fast has usually concerned uh, sweets, uh, sweet tea, uh, things like that. Uh, I will drink water. I'll drink, you know, I, I won't do the sweets. I won't do Debbie cakes or cookies or anything like that. And, and I think that that's where God mostly calls me on a fast. Why? Because I believe that those are some of the things that I, I really like food, but I really love sweets. But I promise you, there's none of those things takes the place of God. I urge you to search your life and see, is there anything that stands between you and God? Why? Because there, does, there, is, uh, there is a um, de- de- deception. There's a deception when it comes to false religions. False religions sit upon many waters, many people, many nations. If you take a look at this particular verse and then you go forward and you look at you look at 17 and verse 15. So let's take a look at this. Let's go on down to verse 15. The angel said unto me, The waters what you saw where the prostitute is seated are peoples and multitudes, nations and languages. So go back to verse 1 where we're at tonight. 
The picture that we see here in verse 1 is talking about a multitude of people, a multitude of nations, and a multitude of languages. That's what this is referring to when we talk about the many waters. The picture that we see here is a religious Babylon that will fill the earth, the many races, many multitudes, nations, languages that will be caught up in the worship of a false religion. Church, what you've got to understand, what we must realize in the world we're living in, there are so many that tries their best to get us into the concept of worshiping something else besides God. And I'm going to go a step further. There's many times that even ministers of the gospel, they'll try to start teaching their own doctrine behind the Word of God. They try to talk, teach their own uh, commentary. That, and there's nothing wrong with looking at commentaries, and there's nothing wrong with looking at, uh, and, and looking at all these different subject matters and, and, and coming to your own conclusion concerning the Scripture. But when you take that and you twist it to fit your needs. You twist it to fit your thought process. Here's an example. Many of the church, you've already heard this example many to multitude of times. When you try to say that, oh, the Bible says God will give me the desires of my heart. The desires of my heart is a red Ferrari. And, and, and the church needs to buy me that. If that's how I was to say it. That's the thought process that I come across. God says he give me the desires of my heart. I want a red Ferrari. Then the church needs to buy me a red Ferrari. That is a false doctrine. No, Coosa Valley, I do not want a red Ferrari. I'm happy where, I, where I'm at. Church, what we must realize and understand is there's so many times these false leaders, they come up with a false narrative and they'll twist the scriptures to have a doctrine that lines up with what they perceive the Word of God is, all, is talking about. As we've already stated, millions will be caught up in the false religions at the end time. Today, many are caught up in false religions and false doctrines. Think about this. Think about how many millions are following false religions and idols and worshiping idols and doctrines in the world today. Even closer to home, think of how many profess to be Christians, yet they never believe or teach Christ or the Word of God. Many today, many pastors standing behind a pulpit, they claim and they teach that they are Christians. They claim and they teach that they are the ministers of the gospel, yet they never teach and preach against sin. They never preach and teach the entirety of the Word of God. For me, that is a false doctrine, a false narrative. Church, we need the day and time we're in. We need, to, we need to really get a hold of God and we really need to dig into the depths of the Word of God because we don't need a watered-down gospel. We need what thus saith the Word of God. Let's move on and take a look at verse 2. Verse 2 tells us this. Finishing off in verse 1, it says, Come and I show unto you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters, whom with the kings of the earth has committed sexual immorality, and with the wine of, the, of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on the earth have become drunk. 
False religions, false Babylon, false doctrines will be supported by the many nations and the governments of the world. The governor, governments of the world is going to encourage the false narrative, the false doctrine, the false teachings. Remember, and I think I said this last Sunday night, how that there's even a push, uh, if you will, today. There's a push today to try to uh, get us into a one money system, one religion, one world government. Those are the things that's being pushed in our nation even today. So this is a confirmation of what verse 2 is telling us, how that the nations and the government of the world will support the religious Babylon, the false teachings. The governments of the world will be encouraged the worship of religious Babylon. This, of course, is referring to the worship of the state or the government, secular society, and, uh, and the Antichrist. This is important to note to see how the religious Babylon gains and maintains the power at the end time and becomes a worldwide religion. It's amazing to me how many Christians right now, today, they fall prey to the false doctrines, doctrines of the world that we are in. It's amazing to me how that that people will fall into a false narrative, if you will, concerning the false doctrines of this world. The governments of the world will encourage this worship of the Antichrist and the Antichrist government that has been set up. The argument for the worshiping of the state and the secular society is not going to be a weak thing, but it is a strong thing. The Antichrist and his government will bring peace and economic recovery to the earth. There are many today in the United States of America that believes that because they get a paycheck from the government so that they can stay home and they can twiddle their thumbs and do whatever, they find this in an economic recovery. This is not economic recovery. Brother Andy, how do you know that? I know that because somebody's got to be paying for it. Money is going to come to an end. When that happens, when that happens, that one world monetary system is going to be easily ushered in. The Antichrist is going to provide massive aid to help the nations and the people of the earth during the times of increased natural disasters that will be striking the earth. Whole areas of the earth are going to be devastated by the forces of nature that is going wild. The world and its people will be begging help from somebody who will have the answers. The Antichrist will be the one person and that Antichrist government will be the one government that is going to have the answers at least for a short amount of time. Therefore, the world is just going to turn to him and his state, his help, for his help and his leadership. Many, many in the world today, many of the leaders in the governments 
of this world will support that antichrist spirit, that antichrist state of religion in order to keep the masses of the world loyal to the the antichrist government that will be set up. This leader, the leadership of the many nations will be convinced and therefore they will convince their people to continue to support this Antichrist government to meet the needs of the handouts of the society. The leaders will make the government and the state, the state of focus towards that government that Antichrist government and the center of life will revolve around that Antichrist religion, spirit, and government. The government or state will become the God, lowercase g, and man will become its servant. The communist, the the socialist, the dictatorships, These are examples of a totally focused upon the government society. That is communism, socialism, dictatorship. These are examples. I know you've heard those words. You've heard at least two of those words on TV here lately. Concerning how that our government in the United States of America, our government is going to be totally focused upon itself and the people of this world, not nations, but this world is going to have to follow after this government. How many people prefer to belong to a religion or a church that allows worldliness. And we do not teach or preach against separation. Church, people are not going to want to continue to maintain its relationship with any kind of church or mentality, a religion or religious state that allows True Christians are not going to want to continue to associate with any church that is allowing worldliness and is not preaching against the sin of this world. Church, we have got to stand on the morality of the Word of God. It's not about being politically correct or socially correct. It is about being biblically correct and standing on the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. There must be a separation between the, wor- the world and the true church of God.
Church of God, not, not referring to a denomination, but referring to the church that God is coming back for. Second Chronicles chapter two, chapter six, verse seventeen and eighteen. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate. Do not touch any unclean thing, and I receive you unto me. First John two, fifteen and sixteen. Love not the world, neither things of the world. If any man love the world, and the love of the Father is not in him. We need to make a stand against the worldly things that is trying its best to tear the church down. Many governments will support major religions because of the good the religions do. Religions help the state in promoting law and order and loyalty to the state, peace, morality, and discipline. Already right now today, at the beginning of COVID-19, I had calls from some of the I had calls from some of the uh, government officials. I called some of them. They called me because I was the president of the ministerial association. I called and was checking on how things was doing as far as COVID concerns was there. And what we did is pass those, that information along to the church. We called the health department at many a times. There was one time I was on the phone that the, church, that the gentleman, the leader, there's a guy that was over the COVID response at the health department asked me to speak to a particular church. Why? Because they needed us as the ministerial association to help a church understand what was taking place and what was happening. No, I did not discuss anything like they wanted me to. But I did go in and we did talk. We did put an ad in the paper. What we needed to understand is the government at that particular point in time was looking out in the first 14 days, they was looking out on how to stop the spread of a terrible disease. That 14 days has spread even further. What the, the government is looking for religious people to do is to promote law and order. I do not believe for any moment that God has called the church to be rebels or to be uh, anti-government or anything of that nature. I believe that there are people, men and women alike, that are in our government that are really trying to do the right thing. There's some that are not. I don't know how far we'll get on this next verse. We're going to take a look at verse 3. I don't know really how far. We've been trying to stay at the 30, 35 mark, and we're almost there. So let's take a look. Verse 3. And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, was full of blasphemes' names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. Now I know that some of this stuff we've already talked about, we're going into it a little bit deeper. So some of these verses we've already discussed, not just in the last couple of Sunday nights, but in many times before we've talked about some of these things. But we are looking at a little deeper. So just hold with me. Religious Babylon, the false doctrines, false teachings, and false religions of the state receives its power from the Antichrist, the devil. 
false religion at the end times will be supported by the Antichrist and that Antichrist government. The false religions will be dependent upon the power of the Antichrist and the governments under its control. It will be the power of the governments that will hold the false religions up before in this world. The nations under the control of the Antichrist will be primary nations that will be worshiping the state and these false religions. There are so many who try to mix religion with the world. They base their religions and moralities upon their desires, upon what they want to do. And the religion, their religion is determined for their desires for the world. The world and its possessions and its pleasures are put first. Then whatever religion is needed to salve, to put salve on their consciences. That is what is accepted. Oh, just a little dabble, do you? We don't need all of that religion. We just need a small portion of that religious stuff. But what we must realize is we find in Luke chapter 21 and verse 34, it says this, And take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged and suffer with suffering and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that the day would come upon you unawares. Colossians 3 and 2, Set your affections upon things above, not on the things on earth. Titus chapter 2 and 12, Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Church, we have got to be that example. We have got to be the mouthpiece of God. We have got to be the ones that God is dependent upon to do the work that God has called us to do. We don't have time to fall into the religious crowd, the false narrative, the false doctrines. Church, we don't need religion. We need a relationship. When we've got a relationship with God, now we can do something. Now we can make a difference. Now we can move forward with God. Church, thank you again so much for joining with us. Thank you so much for being a part of this Bible study of Revelation. I hope that you're getting something out of it. I encourage you to visit our website at cvcog.church. There you'll find more information. You'll find Revelation outline or the Revelation uh, videos. You'll find, you'll find a place there that where you can submit questions about Revelation on our website, you can also submit your prayer request. You can uh, find out about our live feed options, online giving, and so much more. Again, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for being a part of what God is doing here at Coosa Valley. Join us back as we continue on Wednesday night in understanding the Word of God. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you so much for being with us. May God bless you 
Amen and amen.